Sue. And I'm Megan, and this is Runner Girls, a podcast about women brought together by a love of running. Yes, and brought together for, I don't know, third, fourth week of quarantine. <laughs> yes. It's going to end someday, right? <laughs> yes, yes, it has to. Just like winter. Winter ended eventually. And then it came back, but yes. Did it? Did it come back for you? Yeah, we'll be in the 40s as our high with rain this week. Mm. So it was so nice. We had 60s -hmm. and sun. That's where we are currently. We have 60s and sun currently, which is so nice. (laughs) Yeah. The only good thing about the 40s and rain is that I'll be able to run outside without running into 5 million people. Right. (laughs) But it's okay. How's everything else going? Well, I'm one of the lucky, like, I don't know, 15 million Americans who's been furloughed. What does furloughed mean? It means that I still have my job, but I'm not working. So I'm not getting fired because I'm still an employee, Mm -hmm. but it's a period of time in which your company has no work for you. Are they still paying you? No. (laughs) So you, so yeah, I get to file for unemployment, but it's basically a way of they're keeping my job for me. Like I'm fired, but as soon as they have work for me, I'll be hired back. Right. And like my job is saved. I don't have to go through the job application process or anything again. Um, I get to maintain my health insurance. They're going to continue paying their portion of my health insurance. Nice. But yeah, until we remember that I normally pay mine out of my paycheck oh. that I won't be getting. Right. So. <laughs> so, you know what I just learned is that sounds like I'm furloughed too. <laughs> Yeah, I just actually got laid off from the pool because they can't pay me anymore. (laughs) So, uh, well, and it it really, it's all like, uh, like a ton of part-time employees um, from the city of Portsmouth got laid off on the same day, like 87 people, so that they could continue to pay their full-time employees, people with benefits and whatnot. So... So yeah, so I'm pretty much in the same position, although I never got the benefits from the pool. So, oh well. Um, so yeah, I'm not an employee anymore, but of course I'm still going to have a job once they reopen. Like, I know that um, yeah. they, they're going to need me. So, um, so yeah, so that's where I'm at too. still have my Starbucks job that I've never worked at. <laughs> Actually, I have a Zoom meeting with them this morning, so that's going to be oh. fun. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So it's a it's an interesting time for everybody, right? And I yeah. guess we're lucky in that like, you know, we know that we'll still have jobs. I'm not sure that everybody is able to say that. Yeah, there's a ton of people I'm sure in the service industry that won't have jobs and they're talking about how like thirty percent of restaurants just won't make it through this. Yeah. Yeah. There are some in my area that have already like like, closed like permanently. So yeah, that's too bad. That's really, it's really awful. Yeah. It's, it's scary. Um, I'm trying to be positive and, 
you know, um, thinking about everything being over and being back at the pool and people being, you know, recovering. And at the same time, hearing that there are people at the power plant where Jeff works that have tested positive. There are people at the shipyard where Jeff's father works that have tested positive and one guy has um, passed away. And, you know, he's still living with Jeff and the kids. And uh, he's there like four days a week and he doesn't wear a mask or gloves or anything. And it's like, my, my, you know, my kids could be contaminated. I could be contaminated by now. Yeah. I, I have no idea. So it's scary. All right. So <laughs> on that note, <laughs> you want to talk about some running? Yeah. All right. Well, um, I'll go first. I have a lot to talk about. Oh, here's something. They finally canceled Sugarloaf marathon so no spring marathon for me no official one anyway I am still doing my runs my training and I have like decided I'm gonna be a little more flexible on it you know if I'm not feeling like I can't get up to a specific pace one day I'm not gonna push it and I'll just try and be a little more flexible but basically sticking to the plan because whether I decide to go out and actually run a marathon or not, I still want to have the fitness from all the training and um, still work towards my Boston qualifying goal. So so what I did this past week was um, Tuesday, four by one and a half miles at half marathon pace. And um, this was after I had attempted to do run for the border on my own and didn't know what my half marathon pace was going to be so I figured I would just run it on what I thought half marathon effort was Um, it actually ended up being a lot quicker (laughs) than I expected for each of my four repeats I averaged in the 950s so my first one was okay so the first one was 958 the second was 9.56, the third was 9.58, and the fourth was 9.35. So that was my fastest one. And all of them actually felt really easy except for the third. Um, so I actually went and ran it on the track just for a little bit of like confidence boost, I guess. Um, and then my third rep, I had switched direction. I was running around the track because my knee was getting kind of tight um and then so that was actually my worst one and it felt way harder so for my last rep I went back the original direction that I was going and ran um average 935 over a mile and a half so that was pretty good and uh yeah I felt felt really good through that whole workout my um next run on Wednesday was a rest day so I just did a mile and oh Diane and I were checking out a trail in Dover a community trail Um, and that was really nice it was pretty flat and um, you know closed off to like traffic and not very many people out so and I actually ended up doing another half mile or so after my one mile just because she was she was there and uh, she had gone ahead of me and was doing a little more distance, so I was doing kind of a walk-run thing at the end there. And then on Thursday, 
was supposed to be nine miles at marathon pace. I say supposed to be because I did not do that. Um, actually, I've been having more asthma again. Mm. Like ever since that half marathon attempt, I've had asthma a lot lately. And you think it's the treat spring, basically? Uh, coming maybe, back? Maybe. Um, my conclusion was basically because I've been running like so many miles and burning so many calories and eating a lot more food that I'm going to bed on a full stomach, which is triggering Mm -hmm. reflux and the reflux is triggering the asthma. So that was the assumption that I was under. So I was trying to like mitigate that by not eating as much later in the day, sort of like front loading my calories for the Mm day. And I feel like that's helped. So Thursday... I ended up, instead of doing nine miles at marathon pace after my warm-up mile, I got about six in with a lot of walking towards the end and averaged around 11-minute miles. So that was kind of um, a disappointment because I couldn't run a pace that I thought I should have been able to. Friday was an easy run day. I think I had five on the plan. However, I ended up running seven easy because I wanted to get in a couple of those miles that I didn't get in the day before. Um, And I did run it really easy. It was rainy, but I managed to get seven. Felt really good. And then um, Saturday was eight miles easy. First of my two um, back-to-back long runs for the weekend. That felt really good. This one was a little closer to 12-minute miles because I was just trying to keep the effort really minimal because I knew on Sunday I would be running 10 miles with Amy on the hills of Newmarket on the Great Bay Half Course, and that would be a little more challenging. So so I did that with Amy, and these two runs, almost no asthma. I think by Sunday it was completely gone. Like, all symptoms were completely gone. So, I did have um, sore hamstrings, and my quad was tw- was tight. And I think because the 8 that I ran on um, Saturday, I ran on a different route than I normally did and had some, like, real big long hills, which didn't feel challenging to me at the time, but I think they just worked my hamstrings in a way that they weren't (laughs) used to so I was pretty sore when I ran with Amy on Sunday but we got it done felt pretty good and average 12 15 on the hill so that was good and then yesterday was another easy run I thought it was only going to be five miles but according to the plan I had seven so (laughs) oh yeah but that was good I got uh I averaged about 11 34 it was really like sluggish to start you know everything's still pretty tight and a little bit sore from the weekend but uh by the end I was feeling pretty warmed up and was running a a little bit faster and felt good all the way through so um so that was good and I have not yet run today I have uh basically my repeats at half marathon pace are getting um are a lot longer than my regular speed work sessions are. Um, Today I have three repeats of two miles at half marathon pace. So I'm going to go out later in the day because that's going to take me um, quite a while with my warm up and cool down and recoveries. Um, So I'm going to go out this afternoon and uh, do that. And it's going to be sunny and 60. So I'm hoping I don't feel too warm. (laughs) That's my only concern, but... 
eh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I just have a lot going on during the day today to um, get it done this morning. So, so that's today. Rest day run tomorrow. Thursday will be nine miles at marathon pace. Easy run on Friday and Saturday. And then Sunday will be 16 mile long run. So that should be fun. <laughs> we'll see. I think it'll be good, actually. You know, I should have the... I, I know I have the stamina from... I did 15 last... Not last weekend, but the weekend before. And then two weeks before that, I did 15. So I should be good to do 16. So that is uh, where I'm at. I did 41... 40, I'm sorry. 48.1 miles last week. This week should be up around, I think, 54, 55. And then I'm at day 132 of running every day. And I'm at like 470 miles for the year. <laughs> uh, and then, oh, biking. I did on last Monday. No. Yeah, last Monday I did stationary bike. Uh, yesterday, no, Sunday I did, um, I think, 20 minutes on the spin bike. And then yesterday I went out for a ride outside because it was so beautiful. And I did about 10 miles around Dover. And that felt really good. So it's good to get back on the bike. I don't like the spin bike very much, but I really love riding outside. It's just, it's so much fun. Like, I forgot how much I love riding my bike. So I'm definitely happy that we're having a little warmer spring weather that I can take the bike out. You know, if it stayed like this, where in the morning it's like 45 for my run, and then in the afternoon it's like 60 for my bike ride and sunny, like, if it's just, that's just perfect for me. <laughs> just stay like that all the time. <laughs> So that is my training. Megan, how's your training been going? Good. I had another week of all five planned runs. I did. I got 11 miles in, I think it was. No, 12. Uh, It was like 11.9, but two more miles than I did last week. Nice. Tuesday, after the podcast, I had like a 17-minute run, and I went and ran it ended up being about a mile and a half and then I ran again on Wednesday that was 50 minutes or 51 and it ended up being like four and a half miles nice that was really nice it felt good that had been like my longest distance in a while just consistent nothing else happening and so I just went and ran. I'm trying to even remember which route I did. Oh, I just did an out and back and then a weird kind of loop to make up extra time. Does your training plan give you your runs in terms of um, time versus Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It tells me, um, like it takes into account what distance it thinks I'll be doing because it gives me a pace as well to run it at. But most of it's just in time. Which I don't actually mind. It doesn't, because I run from my house currently, it doesn't really impact me or make a change the way I do anything. 
So I'm like, okay. And I think that's just easy runs because I know eventually, especially now that I'm running, I'll be getting speed work and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm just kind of waiting to see how that works out. So I did four and a half miles on Wednesday. And then I had Thursday off and Friday ended up being just over two miles. I've been maintaining my 11-ish pace right there, right over 11 minute miles for all my runs. Some of them I ended up doing fast, like Sunday nights. Saturdays was just a quick, easy mile. I did average 1042 pace, which was too fast, but I think I was cold (laughs) or underdressed and I was just like, I just want to get it done. I started late too. I was like, I didn't, I was not super excited about doing it. So I just went and did my mile. I think it ended up being like 8 PM or something when I finally got out there. Wow. But yeah, luckily it's still really sunny here at eight. It doesn't, I think sunset has finally set to be like eight fifteen. Wow. So then it's not even dark until eight thirty, eight forty five ish completely dark so i don't feel as bad going out at eight anymore what time zone are you in eastern oh you are but we're like the very edge of eastern so because eastern stops basically at lake michigan and i'm about 30 minutes from lake michigan huh so you just go a little bit past there and then you're in a completely different time zone (laughs) yeah if i drive like driving to chicago which is only two hours away Uh and a lot of that is driving south and then i go west i hit central time zone weird it's very weird to me to be that close to a different time zone because you know i grew up on the east coast like way east coast so i've never really been somewhere where the time zone could change it's weird because you cross the border and it's like you're going back in time. <laughs> <laughs> it does throw me off because uh, I've gone to Chicago two or three times now. And so it really messes me up going to Chicago, especially because we'll get the train and my brain doesn't wrap itself around the time change very much because mm-hmm. I have to plan like the schedule to catch the train but it's like an hour earlier but I have to leave in eastern and get to the train schedule in central so I like lose an hour (laughs) and it just always like messes me up yeah no no thank you that's too confusing for my brain (laughs) yeah but the train is like $11 one way versus like $40 of parking in Chicago so the money savings is there Mm -hmm. for sure but so back to your own (laughs) yes um and then I ran almost three miles on Sunday pretty much my normal route I tried to plan this a little bit better time-wise but I did not end up close to home I was like a tenth of a mile maybe a quarter of a mile away from home Mm -hmm. when I uh, finished my run and so I just walked the rest of it I did that one fast my like 1033 for mile one and then 1028 for mile two nice and then 1041 for mile three because I was trying to slow it down 
because yeah. I was like, this is really fast. Yeah, I was frustrated Sunday just with mostly work-related stuff. Mm-hmm. So I just went out there, and the weather was really nice. I've been walking, too, when it's been nice out. Brett and I have been going for walks, avoiding people, which is a fun exercise mm. in itself. Lots of crossing the road back and forth. That's my four and a half mile run. I went up a sidewalk, but through like a nice neighborhood after the high school. I think I spent more of that run crossing the street than I did actually running anywhere. It gets you extra distance though, right? <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure it does, but I was just... Running for time. It gets, yeah. Well, and it gets frustrating, too, because it's a lot more mental effort mm-hmm. to, like, be looking for people and then having to watch for cars to cross the street, and then there's more people and looking for cars to cross the street again. And usually it'll be, like, five seconds apart. Like, I pretty much cross the street, and then there's another person, and I have to cross back again. So it's a lot of zigzagging across roads. And you would think there'd be less cars on the road, but there's not really. And so I don't understand. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for the kind of crappy weather because everybody won't be out there and with their whole family walking the dog four wide across the only sidewalk. Sure. And I get people want to be out because it's nice, but I feel like I'm the only one who's like trying to observe social distancing. Mm-hmm. while out there and so it gives me more anxiety than I need right but hopefully this will all be done soon and then it won't matter so I felt good about my week of running I brought back my compression socks on Sunday to help with my tight calves mm-hmm. because that is still a consistent issue I'm having are you stretching them yes I did that after one run because I have steps right outside like Mm -hmm. leading up to the front door and so I worked on that I think part of it's just building the muscles back up and getting them used to running again yeah like using them that many days a week they're just not used to it yeah but I've been foam rolling and then Brent massages my calves for me too nice so yeah he's super sweet that's awesome but yeah so I'm hoping it gets better if there was a physical therapist open. I'd probably look into going to one just mm-hmm. to make sure there's not something else going on. But that's not currently an option. Right. It may be a summer option I look into if it continues through the bulk of marathon training and stuff. So we'll see. This week I've got 14 miles on the plan. So gradually increasing my distance every week. Mm-hmm. Most of them are easy runs. I'll do 43 minutes today and then like a mile and a half tomorrow and 48 minutes on Thursday and then just a mile on Friday. And then Sunday is supposed to be my two mile assessment run, but they keep pushing it out because I don't necessarily run all my easy runs as easy as they think I should. Hmm. Well, it's, I'm running it at an easy-ish pace for me, but it's just not as slow. Right. Especially my warm-up mile. They want me to run it at like 12 minutes a mile, like the first five minutes or warm-up. And I'm like, I, that's really hard for me. 
yeah it does it feels way less efficient to run that slowly the more you start running though like the more miles you're into like it's gonna be a lot easier because it's like your legs aren't gonna want to move <laughs> yeah and I know I'm just not at that point because yeah. now it's like starting my run I'm ready to go for all of them so mm-hmm. but I've been trying to be okay if I notice I'm running too fast I try to slow down and my watch fusses at me for the first minute or two and so and then my other shoe is I try to slow down and then I'm going too slow Mm. so I'm like okay fine so I run faster again but it gives me something to think about so I don't mind it too much Mm. well nice it sounds like you put in another solid week of training and you're doing well I hope you're um calves start to loosen up for you or start to get adjusted I feel like I've I've definitely had that issue before they're they're pretty good for the most part now like the only time I know that they're starting to get tight is if I feel like any um if I start feeling any arch pain coming on but I haven't felt anything in my feet in weeks so like um, periodically I will stretch my calves but generally they're not an issue at all it's more like my hamstrings and my IT band that I have to worry about, my glutes. And as long as I keep up with that stuff, I'm I'm good. So I, I'm definitely like less proactive on the foam rolling and stretching than I was earlier in the marathon training because now I have a, a much better feel of where my body's at and what's tight and what's sore and how much more I can push it, <laughs> basically. But yeah, it's definitely good to um, pay attention to those tight spots because if you don't resolve it when they start getting to be like that, then it could turn into something worse for sure. Well, awesome job this week, Megan. I'm so happy for you and proud of you. And hopefully we have more wonderful spring running weather, more rainy weather for you to keep the people off your side walks <laughs> and more beautiful weather for me for biking and running all right so that wraps up training up next we have run a girl recommends so megan what is your recommend this week my recommend this week is a vitamin and i got it probably a month or so ago now and I've been trying to take it every day as often as I remember they are fish oil gummies because I have tried to take regular fish oil before and it has been (laughs) terrible tastes like fish (laughs) yes and I don't swallow pills very well anyway and fish oil tends to be like a larger gel capsule Mm. so it has never gone very well for me and I was hurt I've heard it's good for you and I should be taking it especially because they help with inflammation and stuff and so I've been trying to take it more with the running but they're nature made fish oil gummies I got mine at Meyer, our local grocery store which is kind of like a Walmart mm-hmm. or Kroger but they're also available on Amazon and probably a ton of other places. These taste like fruit. They're strawberry, orange, and lemon. Nice. So they taste decent. Do you get any kind of fish taste at all, or is it completely masked? Completely masked. Wow. Nice. 
fish oil's awesome for you. Like you said, anti-inflammatory, and I, I think it's good for the joints too. Omega-3s, all good stuff. Yeah, I don't take fish oil. I used to. I used to eat a lot of fish, but I don't do that anymore either. So I'm wondering, nah, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't need to take any more stuff. But yeah, if, if you're going to go with fish oil, I would think a gummy would be a great option because if it, if it doesn't taste like fish, <laughs> it's going to be a lot tastier. Yeah, it does not. There is no fish taste because otherwise I would not be taking it. Awesome. Well, great recommend. Nature made fish oil gummies. My recommend is also something tasty. So I always am recommending low carb ice creams. And I have recommended Halo Top in the past, I'm sure. Actually, recently, Halo Top came out with a keto series which is higher in fat and lower in carbs than the regular Halo Top. So as someone who eats a ketogenic diet, I have definitely had Halo Top in the past because if you eat just a like one serving of regular Halo Top, it's already pretty low in carbs and also very delicious, but it's a light ice cream. So it's less calories and lower in fat. Well, the, the Halo Top Keto is not light. It's heavy in fat, which is good for me right now because I need all the calories that I can get. And an entire pint of the berry swirl, which is my favorite flavor, has only eight net carbs. So I don't, wouldn't normally eat an entire pint in a sitting, but I might eat half a pint. <laughs> And I can eat half a pint of Halo Top, like, feeling completely guilt-free, like I'm not going to, like, overindulge on sugar because there's very little sugar actually in it. And like I said, the Berry Squirrel is really delicious. It is, I don't know, it's a fruity flavor. I, I tend to prefer fruity flavored ice creams. They also have a banana cream pie, which I'm a huge fan of banana desserts. Anytime that I like actually go off of the keto diet, my first instinct is to go for like something banana flavored. I don't know why. Apparently I crave it. So the banana cream pie is also good if you like banana flavored. If you don't, you're not going to like it, obviously. Um, It does have a chocolate swirl, like a fudgy chocolate swirl in it too, which it's more of like a dark chocolate like it's a really like rich dark dark chocolate flavor which I love so those are probably the two my two favorite of the keto series of Halo Top so for anyone who's interested in low carb ice cream definitely check out Halo Top again high in fat so keep that in mind if you're someone who's watching your calories however if you're someone who is burning a ton of calories and would like to increase your fat intake, definitely a good option. All right, so that's it for recommends. Up next, we have Runner Girl of the Week. Our Runner Girl of the Week this week is Jenny Groves. She ran almost five miles yesterday. And she even got two medals on Strava. She got a silver medal and a bronze medal on some of the segments. So I was just 
thought it was awesome. It looks like she did a funish kind of out and back. Nice, yeah, and it looks like it's kind of a hilly route, too. One of the segments that she got silver on was, it's called hill sprints, so that looks like not an easy run. No, yeah. And she and she almost negative split it. It looks like her first couple miles were in the 11s, and then 10.30, 10 minute miles, and then the last one was like 9.24 pace. <laughs> so that's I awesome. Bet it, yeah, I bet it is hilly. It's in Hawaii, so... I'm sure it is not super flat near the mountains there Mm. and stuff. Yeah, that is, and it's probably warm too, right? I, yes. (laughs) I've never been, I don't know, but it looks like it would be a warm place. So awesome, awesome run, Ginny, doing a negative split run on a challenging Hawaii route. Very cool. Yes, they'll get up to 81 today, Sue, wow. with 85% humidity. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, warm would be my guess, too. Wow. Good for you, Ginny. <laughs> and don't forget that you can join the Runner Girls Club on Strava so that we can find your runs and you may be our next Runner Girl or Guy of the Week. So, I think think that's it for this week. Megan, did you have anything that you wanted to talk about this week as far as running or, you know, self-isolation goes or whatnot? I'm kind of proud for all the people I see being more active. I think it's awesome. Mm -hmm. Even if it is driving me crazy to have to run by them on my regular routes, Mm -hmm. but I'm glad to see that everybody isn't just sitting inside doing nothing. Yeah, I agree. I've noticed that too. Like a lot more people are out and about. And I feel like generally, for the most part, everybody seems to be pretty happy. That was one thing that I noticed that everybody's like waving and smiling. And like, Mm -hmm. I think maybe they're just so happy to be outside out of their homes (laughs) or having beautiful weather at last. So, So that's nice to see. Overall, it's a really tough time in general. You know, I think most people are struggling right now with being at home and the uncertainty around work and finances and everything. So, like, just getting out there and putting that all behind you for a little bit is, um, that's really nice. We just have to be careful about staying away from each other and observing any uh, restrictions as far as where you can go and what you can do, of course. But it's only temporary, right? It's going to come to an end. It is. has to. All right. Well, great job this week, Megan. Spring is here. (laughs) And we are still running. We're not racing, but we're still running. And that's the important thing. And we'll have more races in the future, I'm sure. Yes. Yes. So what are you going to do five times this week, Megan? (laughs) Go outside and run. Yes, you are. (laughs) All right. Bye, everybody. Bye, y'all. If you want to share anything, comments, questions, or your runs, you can email us at runnergirlspodcast at gmail.com. Follow us at facebook.com slash runnergirlspodcast. Tweet to us at runnergirlsshow.com. 
tag us on Instagram at Runner Girls Podcast or call the hotline at 207-200-3297. Download episodes at RunnerGirlsPodcast.com, iTunes, and Stitcher. Thanks for listening. Now go outside and run.